All right, welcome to Kahuna and the Wasp, episode three. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you to Steel Pixel Studios. Today, we're going to discuss what's going on this week in the NFL. We're going to talk about the New York Jets, the Philadelphia Eagles, and what's going on in terms of fantasy football. We will also discuss some player props, under-overs, and this week's upcoming betting lines. want to uh, welcome my co-host, Kahuna. Good morning. Hey, good to be here as usual, buddy. This week, we also have a special guest, Mr. Dominic Monacchio. We're looking forward to hearing his viewpoints on the big matchups this week. He's a huge Jets fan, and we want to hear what he has to say about the New York Jets. Well, we're going to start up with the Eagles. How about that? And what a great game it was. I mean, talk about a scrappy win. You know, uh, they had a rough first half, some penalties again, had a touchdown callback. But they really kind of came along. And the turnovers, the defense, how they stepped up, it was amazing. The Eagles did beat the Carolina Panthers. Yep. And you know what? That wasn't the way I was leaning. But as an Eagle fan, I am more happy than you could ever believe. Uh, You know, they took advantage, like I said, of some Darnold turnovers and miscues. And uh, it hasn't been typical for them this week, uh, this year, excuse me. And Jalen Hurts, uh, quiet first half, but he really came on in the second half. Made a lot of good throws, uh, some big plays. Uh, Quez Watkins at the end and to, to set up a touchdown. And then Hurts ran one in to, uh, to kind of put the game away. But really, I think it was the defense that stepped up at the end of the day to, uh, to solidify this win. Yeah, the Philadelphia Eagles now 2-3, and three, a season-saving win. Jalen Hurts, 22-37, 198 yards, no touchdowns, interception. But Jalen Hurts also did it on the ground, 9 attempts, 30 yards, 2 touchdowns. 2 touchdowns on the ground, big time. Wide receiver Devontae Smith, another rookie, 7 receptions, 77 yards, no touchdowns. But this is why he won the Heisman. He's coming in first year in the NFL, and he's dominating on the on the pitch, making the, making the catches, the plays. He's going to find the end zone a couple more times this year. Well, people are stepping up, and it was uh, good to see it. You know, you had Goddard out there, Ertz doing well. Um, You know, Quez Watkins, once again, really uh, stepped up. But, look, uh, they had a a sack. Fletcher Cox got in the game. Darius Slay with two uh, picks against uh, Darnold. And it's just, you know, it was an all-around team effort, and they hung in there, and they won a game that was real important. Very exciting. Yeah, I'd like to see Heisman. The Heisman hurts the Devontae Smith. I mean, look at the last couple of Heismans. Uh, you got Kyler Murray in there. I mean, these guys are just superstars in the NFL right now. In the NFL with Brady going out, Breeze going out, Peyton Manning, all these superstars. Rodgers getting a little older. It's good to see the new crop of talent coming in, and they're showing off their skills. The passing game now is 400-yard games all over the place. It's pretty interesting and very exciting. So looking at the upcoming Eagles-Tampa game, well, first of all, unfortunately, we'll be airing after the game's over since it's Thursday night. But just a few thoughts. Uh, you know, nobody picked the Eagles to beat Kansas City, and they didn't. So no one's really going to stand out there and pick the Eagles to beat Tampa. But there's a few things you could really think about, and I'm kind of, you know, trying to figure out how this game's going to play out. Um, you know, the Eagles' offense, they're going to put up points on Tampa. Their defense has given up a lot of points. And uh, the problem is you're not going to be able to run against them. But lately, the Eagles just aren't running the ball, right? Sanders isn't getting too many runs. Gainwell, it's mostly kind of passes out of the backfield that are making it work for the Eagles. So I think actually Sanders and Gainwell could have decent games against Tampa. 
Um, what yeah, do you think? The under over on uh, Sanders rushing attempts is nine and a half. I would say he probably gets seven, eight uh, with the way things have been going. But Brady's the goat. He's coming in with a banged up thumb. Who knows how much that can have an effect on his throwing hand. But points are going to be scored. It's going to be in the air. You can't run the ball on uh, the Bucks defense with Nadamik and Sue and everybody up front. It's going to be a good game. Uh, kind of regretting not going to this game. Had uh, an offer to get tickets. Ten rows up, but uh, won't be there Thursday night. But uh, I think I'll regret not seeing Brady there. So, you know, I think Brady's going to do pretty well. Uh, he's just really having an amazing start to his uh, season. And it's going to be hard to stop him. But I really think the Eagles, if they put a real onus on uh, getting in Brady's face a little bit, getting in front of him, uh, and they get one or two turnovers, this game could be a little sneaky close. But uh, i got to think the Tampa's going to take this one. Yeah, we'll see what happens Thursday night to Philadelphia Eagles, Tampa Bay Bucks. Currently, Tampa Bay minus seven. That under over right now sitting at 51 and a half. Fantasy football. So let's move on to some fantasy football. Let's talk a couple wide receivers. Uh, we're going to start with Mike Williams from the Los Angeles Chargers. What a huge week. 16 targets, eight receptions, 165 yards, and two touchdowns. That's 36 fantasy points. Uh, playing Baltimore next week. He's been in beast mode for the five games this year. He's the number 11 overall fantasy player. I picked him up on the waiver wire after week one. What a great decision that was. But he's at 22-plus fantasy points in four of the five games. So I think Mike Williams has another big week against Baltimore. You know, he's really uh, stepped up, uh, and he's gotten a lot more looks. And I think that's because Hunter Henry and Antonio Gates are gone. So he's that big body, the sure hands. He's getting the red zone looks, and he's putting up a lot of points. He's been a tremendous steal this year if you're in fantasy world. Well, again, you got also Austin Eckler coming out of the backfield. He catches six, seven a game. You got Keenan Allen on the other side that you got to pay attention to because he's a superstar in this league. So uh, a lot of options for the Los Angeles Chargers. Herbert is showing he's a superstar in the NFL, and he's only in his second year. So uh, we'll see what happens with the Chargers moving forward. But I think Mike Williams has another big week. Yeah, I think he'll do fine. You know, Baltimore D hasn't shown anything really. They're, they're not what they was supposed to be preseason. Um, so I'm looking for Williams probably around uh, maybe six uh, receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. I like it. On to Cortland Sutton, the wide receiver from Denver. Last week, 11 targets, seven receptions, 120 yards, and a touchdown, 25 fantasy points. He'll be playing Las Vegas this week. Uh, he's been a little bit hit or miss this week. Seems like every other week he's putting up 24-plus points. Uh, Denver did have to kill clock when they played the Jets. They ran the ball all game, so that's probably why he had a down week against the Jets. Uh, but that was a win for Denver. Uh, so this week, I can expect another 75 yards and a touchdown. What do you think, Guna? Yeah, you know, uh, Corlin Sutton actually has done well. Of course, you know, he's benefiting from the fact that Judy's not there and uh, and Patrick is out. So, uh, you know, he, he's been getting to play. Unfortunately, uh, an owner of Noah Fant, I'm not all that happy that Sutton's getting all of the receptions. But, you know, Vegas is not going to be that strong a D other than their pass rush. I do see him doing well. I'm looking for Cortland to put up maybe seven receptions, 85 yards, and a touchdown. And finally, we have DK Metcalf out of Seattle. Another big week. Five targets, five receptions, 98 yards, two touchdowns, 26 fantasy points. He'll be playing in Pittsburgh this weekend. He's the number 29 overall fantasy point player. Uh, double digits in every week so far. But uh, with the Russell Wilson injury, I'm not sure how long Russell Wilson's going to be out. Uh, will, it have, will it affect the Seattle wide receivers? Tyler Lockett, uh, they're not running the ball as much. But with Tyler Lockett on the other side, 
we'll see what happens with no Russell Wilson. Well, I watched that game, and I got to say that when Russell Wilson is uh, throwing a ball, he loves Tyler Lockett, and he been he's been hitting Metcalf on and off, right? Uh, but as soon as he went down with that uh, tendon injury on his finger, uh, Geno Smith came in and he just zeroed in on Metcalf. So you know, really, he was uh, he was the root cause of Metcalf just lighting it up at the end of the game. Uh, what do I think about Metcalf? It's going to be a tough game against Pittsburgh. You know, they're not going to give him a lot of room to run. But I do think there may be some garbage time at the end where he'll make up the uh, okay. I'm probably looking at maybe five receptions, 86 yards, and a touchdown. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm going to lean Mike Williams, DK Metcalf this week. I think those guys are going to have big weeks. Uh, but we'll let it play out and see where uh, see where the chips lie. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. Metcalf and Williams, how about that? All right, let's take a look at some running backs. Uh, let's start with Leonard Fournette out of Tampa Bay. 12 rushes, 67 yards, 5 targets, 4 receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown this week. 21 fantasy points. He's been the lead back uh, in about two weeks in a row. He's put up 16 and 21 fantasy points. Uh, now with Brady's thumb, maybe they'll be running the ball a little bit more in Philadelphia. Brady actually likes having that little run support, so they can't just go ahead and double cover all the receivers. So having somebody who's finding the holes brings those safeties up closer to the line. That's right. You got Mike Evans. You got Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski when he's healthy, Antonio Brown. And I'm sure we're still missing two or three other receivers that Tom Brady has. And you know what? People keep saying, man, why did Tom Brady go to Tampa? Well, he won a Super Bowl and he's got the best wide receiver class that they have. So that's probably why. And guess what? They protect him. He loves that. But Yelena Fournette, he's been playing really well. So his old Jaguar running style is back in full swing. He's just hitting holes with with fury. And I I really like him this week. I was so happy that he got to score a touchdown last week. So uh, what do you think? And I'm looking at maybe uh, 15, 15 carries, 75 yards, but no touchdown. Yeah, I agree, but I think he can get at least four or five receptions out of the backfield and maybe sneak it in that way. Depends on how much they play uh, Gianna- sure. Giovanni Bernard at the end of the game, no, depending oh on if God. they're up or not. He's a killer. Now we got Damian Williams out of Chicago. Last week, 16 rush, 64 yards, one touchdown, uh, two receptions, 20 yards as well. He's filling in for David Montgomery. Uh, two weeks now in a row, he's put up 15-plus fantasy points and expected to have another solid start. Well, Damian Williams, if we all know him from his old Kansas City days, and I tell you what, he's a strong runner. I like him a lot, and he's good with the receiving out of the backfield. Uh, so I really thought he was going to step into David Montgomery's uh, shoes fully and just be the workhorse, but... To my surprise, they played uh, Khalil uh, Herbert, the rookie, and they almost split touches. So, uh, you know, he's not going to be your 25, 26 uh, fantasy point guy. But I think between the two of them, they got a nice one-two punch, which you're going to need against Green Bay this week. All right, and finally, we got Ezekiel Elliott out of Dallas. 21 rushes, 110 rushing yards, a touchdown, as well as two receptions, and then two total touchdowns on the ground, 25 fantasy points. He's the number 27 overall fantasy player this year. Dallas is running the ball. Even him and Tony Pollard together are putting up monster points, and Dallas can't be stopped. They're throwing the ball, they're running the ball. Their points are almost 40 points per week. Yeah, I mean, uh, you talk about an effective one-two punch, and what is that doing? That's making Dak look good because now he could pick and choose where and when to throw, and he's got a lot of targets too, right? Cooper, uh, C.D. Lamb, Schultz has been a monster. And, uh, you know, we're not even talking about Gallup coming off, uh, you know, uh, IR eventually. So You know what? There was a lot of talk last year with Dak being out about uh, Zeke 
not filling his contract, not not putting in the time, not getting the rush yards, not putting the energy on the field. Now, we don't know how much it had to do with Dak Prescott, but this year, both of them together, both healthy. They came in in the same draft class, and this year they're saying we have something to prove. Now, we've seen this with Dallas before. We've seen a great, you know, 6-2 and two start from the Cowboys. We just need to see if they can continue it on the second half of the schedule. Yeah, I'm liking Zeke a lot, and like you said, he wasn't one of the higher-ranked running backs uh, to start with, but he had two slow weeks. Now, he's a monster, so I think going forward, even to, uh, in this week, I'm looking for maybe 20 carries, 80 five yards and a touchdown he's gonna to have a great week yeah overall i like uh fournette and zeke this week i would take those two uh fantasy backs uh over damien williams even though i think i'll have a good game good game yeah you know uh you're right i, I don't know that fournette scores a touchdown but i i think he's going to be the lead back and he's going to get some good uh, opportunities and zeke's a foregone conclusion he's going to be the guy all right all right, we want to welcome our guest, Mr. Dominic Minocchio, huge Jet fan. Uh, he's the head coach of the Jersey Hitmen. They play in the U.S. PHL. He's also club president for the Phillipsburg Ice Hockey, and he's also a managing partner at Gata Hockey. And, oh, he's a might director for the Tier Phantom Youth. This guy's on the ice 24-7, doing great things, not only for the community, but for the hockey world, and he's a diehard Jet fan. So with that said, let's welcome our guest. Yeah, thank you for having me. You know, really excited to be on. I'm absolutely a diehard Jets fan. Um, I spend my free time when I'm not when I'm not dreading a Jets game. I'm uh, I'm on the ice constantly, like you said. Um, you know, just happy to be a part of it here. Yeah, well, hey, let's talk about the Jets. They just finished up in London. Uh, they had a big loss, 20-27. to 27. Uh, What'd you think about the game? They did a typical Jets thing. They had my, my very high hopes. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of upside and, you know, promise coming on the team, but they got to find a way to string together four quarters, right? The second half to the first half, it was night and day. 100%. Another slow start for the Jets. Zach Wilson, 19-32, 192 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. Michael Carter, 10 attempts, 38 yards and a touchdown. And again, Corey Davis led the way with four receptions, 45 yards, but no touchdowns. Yeah, they just don't seem to be giving Zach a lot of time. Uh, and uh, they're not making any holes to the running back. So I think that O-line's got to come together. And uh, their defense played Okay, especially in the second half. So, you know, they're coming along. It's but you gotta put a full game together. That's the problem. Yeah, absolutely. I know um I forget who, but I I did see that, you know, individually there are some players on the line playing strong, but overall I couldn't agree more. You know, you gotta give a young guy some time and space to be to make some plays. Yeah, like you said, we we had a lot of expectations with Atlanta and London. Our start has to be better. We can't have zero points in the fourth in the first quarter. We can't continue to come back with a rookie quarterback in the fourth quarter expecting to win big games. This is the NFL. This is not college anymore. You can't put up twenty one points in the fourth quarter. So hopefully these Jets can turn it around next week. We have a bye week. We're playing the Patriots then October twenty fourth uh, at one p.m. So Dom, I want to talk to you a little bit about you know what you're doing on the ice right now. Go ahead, explain a little bit about the Jersey hit your program and what you guys bring to the community yeah so you know at the hitmen we're a u20 team um you know all of our guys are young student athletes that are aspiring to get collegiate scholarships and you know climb the ranks as high as they can go um you know it's it's a very competitive atmosphere but 
all of our guys are, you know, spending their mornings training and on the ice, and then a lot of them are giving back to the hockey community at nighttime, you know, teaching the youth. And, you know, we do that as well. I take lead here in the Lehigh Valley in Bethlehem with the Phantoms Youth and uh, running an organization, Gotta Hockey. Um, you know, we start kids as young as five years old on the ice, and we provide them opportunity to, you know, learn the fundamentals and really, you know, garner their roots at a, at, a, at a good age so when they do get to the high school levels you know their fundamentals are strong and they're able to be assets on the ice and you know contributing members in the locker room you know positive manners absolutely that sounds fantastic yeah i like that it, it, i think back when i was uh, a dad with my two little kids in hockey and you know sometimes they had great coaches sometimes not so much but if you have an organization that just prides itself in developing not only the body and the mind but the skills, that's that's a winning project right there. Yeah, we've uh, you know we've taken a great pride, and you know, like any organization, you need volunteers. But we have a really good base of non-parent coaches. So when parents do want to get involved, it's from a, a fun capacity, right? They're not coaching their kids, or you know, they're able to give back and kind of enjoy the process as well. Well, the truth is, I've actually heard feedback from parents uh, that you've been working with, and the reviews have been raving. They said that you take your time with the kids, you teach them how to do it the right way, and you know these kids look up to you. They look up to a lot of the guys that you bring on the ice because you're bringing junior A talent, college talent, and you're teaching. You know, the best of the best is teaching these kids how to play at a very young age. And your teams, you know, it's not about winning, but they're producing when they're on the ice as well. I, I see nothing but W's when you're coaching. Yeah, you know, we don't put um you know an emphasis on wins but you know anytime you do things correctly positivity is a byproduct of that so you know when our players are doing things the right way on and off the ice you know wins are going to come and you know we're really proud of the effort that these teams are putting in and you know just this weekend our u8 team you know won a big tournament championship in hershey and um you know it's one of many across the board that we're gonna we're gonna have this season but again it's all product to the work they're putting in you know behind the scenes and you know it's really a testament to the commitment of the families and everyone involved yeah, and just a, uh, I was just doing a little bit of research, and I saw in the Jersey Hitman you had a goalie named Joe Mack, six foot six goalie, number twenty third ranked North American goalie in the nation, and he just got drafted in the sixth round by the Capitals, hundred eighty third overall. So congratulations to your organization uh, for bringing guys then to the NHL. Thank you. Yeah, I mean um, the Hitmen have a rich history of getting guys to the professional ranks, and again, you know that's a player who he put in the work from a young age and remained disciplined and, you know, players and people in general who are willing to work hard and remain disciplined, they typically do get rewarded for that. Yeah. That's just one of many examples. So, uh, you know, we appreciate your, 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 your coaching and what you're bringing to hockey and growing the game. Um, how can anybody reach you if there's any parents or kids out there listening that want to get involved in ice hockey in the Lehigh Valley, the Phillipsburg, New Jersey area? How can they get hold of you? Yeah, so we're on all social media platforms. Uh, Gotta Hockey, G-O-T-T-A, Hockey. Um, you know, you can reach me there. Uh, also, you know, Phillipsburg Ice Hockey, Phantoms, you know, the Bethlehem Steel Ice Center, the rink at Lehigh Valley. You know, if you ask around, we always, someone from our organization is there at all times. And, you know, it's a great community we have here, and we're more than willing to help and be inclusive as possible. All right, sounds good. Well, we appreciate it, Tom. Let's get a couple of our, uh, our picks for the week in here, and uh, we'll be on our way. Lock of the Week. 
All right, we're going to start with our first pick. We got the Packers versus the Bears last week. The last two weeks, Kahuna 4-2 and two with your picks. The Wasp 4-2, and two, and our guests have been 3-3. Three and three. So, Dom, we're hoping for a 3-0 and oh pick uh, from you this week. So, let's start with Packers at Bears. Green Bay right now, minus 4.5. We got Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers. We got Justin Fields. Uh, last week, Fields was tw- uh, 12 for 20, 111 yards and a touchdown. Got his first win uh, with the Bears. What do you think about uh, what's going to happen with the Packers and Bears this week? Well, I thought the Packers were going to win a lot easier last week than they actually did. And if you think about it, you know, when uh, Crosby ends up missing three field goals to get him into overtime, and then uh, he was the hero at the very end, the winner with a field goal, that wasn't uh, the way I kind of scripted the game to go down. But, uh, you know, credit Cincinnati for playing tough D and uh, keeping a game as close as it was to get to overtime. As far as this week, Rodgers has been playing really, really well. Uh, but once again, he's going to face an aggressive uh, Bears D-line. You know, Khalil Mack is going to be going for him. So I think he's going to be a little bit under pressure. He's going to have to make some quick throws. And thank God he has Adams and Cobb out there, you know, to be a safety blanket. And if things go uh, haywire, he'll always throw it over the top to Lazard uh, or maybe Tanyan. So. Adams did go last week, 11 receptions, 206 yards and a touchdown. So he just keeps putting up numbers after numbers. So we know he's going to get 150 and a touchdown regardless, right? I like it. I like it. And then you know what? Packers also have uh, their running game. And, and so Jones. you're going to go Packers, it sounds of like. Of course I'm going to go Packers. Dom, what do you think? I have to agree. I think the Bears, you know, they, they showed a good effort, but I think that's a weak Raiders team. And I think, you know, good teams find a way to win, and that's what the Packers did on the road last week, right? And, um, you know, I think a, a big division game, I, th- I think this is one where we see a classic Rodgers, you know, ha- have a day. Yeah, I think he really has to come out. He wants this. He wants to get separation in the NFC North. So, you know, I'm just thinking uh, at least one touchdown Green Bay wins by uh, it could be worse than that. So we got Packers. We got Packers. I'm going to take money line Packers. I'm thinking a division game might be close. I think Packers still win easy uh, by at least three points, but I could see a late Chicago touchdown messing it up. So I'll still take Packers money line. Next game, Vikings, uh, two and three on the season against the Panthers, three and two. Carolina right now minus one. Will McCaffrey be playing? Will Dalvin Cook be playing? I think uh, those two players really change up the game. So that information is going to be be huge, depending on which way you want to go. You know, Kirk Cousins has been playing uh, pretty well, but he's not lighting the place on fire. Uh, and he has two great receivers in Thielen and Jefferson. So I think those guys are going to get their play. Um, as far as running backs, like you said, I don't know. Is it Cooks or is it Madison? Does it really matter? I mean, Madison's been playing very well. Uh, on the other hand, you do have McCaffrey or Hubbard, and McCaffrey would be a step up, but we're not sure if, if he's going to be 100%. So, you know, I think last week Minnesota played sloppy against the Lions, and that got him into some trouble, and they were lucky to pull it out with a feel good late. Dom, what do you think? I think as a, a Jets fan with PTSD, um, you know, we saw Sam Darnold last week, right? Um, but I, I'm not sold on the Vikings, and I do think it's a bounce-back game for the Panthers. Uh, I like them on the on the win. Yeah, I'm going to go Carolina. Again, I think McCaffrey will play this week, so I'm going to go Carolina for the bounce-back win. Under over 45.5. I'm going to say over. I think both teams can score points. Uh, Jefferson, Thielen over the top. D, uh, DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, I definitely think it'll be a lot of points scored this game. You know, uh, my big question is twofold. Which Sam Donald's going to show up? You know, the week one through uh, four guy where he was just lighting it up, running in touchdowns? Five rushing touchdowns. Okay, okay. And, uh, or you know, the uh, the turnover machine of last week. So depending on which Donald shows up, what the turnovers look like, 
Does Christian McCaffrey play? But if all those things happen, you got some DJ Moore, maybe Anderson over the top. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it could be a decided very late, and I'm going with Carolina by two. All right, so we all got the Panthers. Final game, we got the 4-1 and one Bills versus the 3-2 and two Titans. Uh, quick shout-out to our listeners up in Buffalo. They called me yesterday uh, or last week as soon as the show went out. They said, how do you pick Kansas City? Buffalo's going to win this game in Kansas City. What are you doing? Go back, record over. And I said, "I, you know, Buffalo is a Super Bowl contender now. They went into Kansas City. They, they got beat Patrick Mahomes. Josh Allen looks like an early season MVP. I'm taking the Bills again. Doesn't matter if Julio Jones is back, A.J. Brown is back. I'm taking the Bills. Not going to make that mistake. And, Jeff, I apologize. Well, look at Allen. I mean, he's just getting better every week. And I, I saw him standing back there. He had so much time to throw the ball. He could have picked people out of the stands to make a good throw to. So you got to love uh, what Buffalo's doing. What, look what their defense did. You know, they were in Mahomes' face all day long. And uh, <laughs> Dawson Knox, five touchdowns already coming out of nowhere. So where are the holes? You know, you know Buffalo's going to win this game. And who are they playing? The Titans. Titans are nothing this year. They're a shell of themselves. Minus they have the NFL's leading rusher in Derrick Henry, but besides that, they're okay. Well, I get it, but one man doesn't make a football team. So, you know, if Derrick Henry wants to take this team on his back and he wants to beat up Buffalo by himself, God bless him. But that's not going to happen. Yeah, Buffalo minus four and a half right now. Currently, Buffalo minus five. So the, the early money's coming in on Buffalo. Don, what do you think? I'm sorry, Buffalo. I, I'll ride you all year. I have ridden them all year. I'm going to continue, but I, I feel a letdown week coming. Um, you know, I think the, the the Jets' loss woke a Tennessee team up. Um, you know, I thought they looked good last week. I think that, you know, that ground and pound recipe, keep the clock running, and that Bills defense on the field, Josh Allen off the field, is going to be a big factor in this game. But, um, you know, I I would say Titans with the points is a safe play. That's where my money will be this week. Well, what do you what do you think about how we're going to keep Tannehill off the grass? Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think that you know the Bills are an absolute challenge. I, I'm more taking that the Bills are having a letdown game. I don't think we're going to get their best effort. Um, you know, it's a big emotional win. I think pretty much everyone solidified where they feel the, the Bills are, and the Titans. You know, that dark horse mentality is kind of what I'm betting on. I like that mindset. I like it. All right, we'll go with it. But I'm still going with uh, the Bills. All right. Again, I'm going to go Buffalo, too. And again, uh, Jeff, Jack, Trey, Dave, and Reggie, uh, I'll take Buffalo this week for you guys. But I tell you what, I got the pick of the week. Okay, this is the hardest lock I've ever set. And it's going to be the Jets will not lose in week six. Oh, I like that. I'm going to take 10 to 1 odds on that as well. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We want to thank our sponsor, Steel Pixel Studios. Thank our producer, Ben Orr. Uh, we'd love to hear your input and uh, on some of our weekly fantasy decisions. Uh, you can get, get a hold of us through social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or call us at 484-242-8904. Uh, Jets have an off week. Uh, Eagles play this Thursday against the Bucks. Have a great weekend, everybody, and thanks for listening to Goon and the Wasp.